When the Texas legislature was considering a ban on dismemberment abortions back in 2017, lawmakers were urged to oppose the legislation by all the usual suspects, but also by a pro-life group. Their excuse was they didn't think it was a fight Texas could win. Fortunately, they were wrong. I'm Michael Quinn Sullivan with a reflection on life and liberty. In a hyperbolic memo sent to legislators on March 31, 2017, the Texas Alliance for Life's executive director, Joe Poyman, declared with absolute certainty that the bills, and I'm quoting him here, will not survive a federal court challenge, end quote. Poyman explained that his lawyer, Paul Litton, had written two legal memoranda concluding that unquestionably the Supreme Court would strike down any ban on dismemberment abortions. Wow, two whole legal memoranda and unquestionably, he said. Remember that. A month before his memo, Poyman gave condescending testimony to the Senate, testifying on the dismemberment ban rather than for or against it. But no one was fooled. He was arguing from a position of cowardice, waving a white flag on the very issue his organization claimed to champion. Poyman told senators that there was simply no way the federal courts would allow a ban on the gruesome abortion practice that saw otherwise viable babies ripped apart limb by limb. Poyman later said he didn't want the taxpayers' money being wasted on defending a loser law and seeing the cash funneled to the attorneys of Planned Parenthood. How noble of him. Maybe Poyman really believed his faulty prognostications, or maybe he just didn't want Texas being too bold in pro-life advocacy. Either way, he lacked the courage of the convictions for which his organization ostensibly believes. As it turned out, the Texas legislature ignored Mr. Poyman and his lawyer. The language of the dismemberment ban was amended onto 2017's omnibus pro-life measure Senate Bill 8, setting it to take effect on September 1st of that year. For a time, the Poyman plea for legislative cowardice seemed prudent. A left-wing federal judge in Austin blocked implementation of the law, specifically the portion banning dismemberment abortions. The case then wound its way quietly through the federal judicial labyrinth. Late last week, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals gave the law its approval, clearing the way for it to finally take full effect in the Lone Star State. Babies will no longer be brutally torn to pieces by profit-hungry doctors serving the genocidal agenda of the Planned Parenthood founder. Now, it's entirely possible the U.S. Supreme Court might eventually decide differently. But it's also entirely possible the Supreme Court will side with the Fifth Circuit, the Texas legislature, Governor Greg Abbott, Attorney General Ken Paxton, real pro-life Texans, and the most moral righteousness of the law's intent. All that is good news on its face so far, but this incident should serve as a broader reminder about the importance of ignoring the pleas for reasonableness from the bought-and-paid-for shills of the crony establishment. As an aside, this is a problem unique to the conservative grassroots. Never do we hear left-wing activists told to stand down by self-proclaimed experts on their side. Never are their legislative proposals dismissed by claims of judicial survivability. This is, of course, because the crony establishment is in league with the political left and because they understand the value of always fighting. 
All too often in the legislative process, people with PhDs and JDs will wave around white papers, condescendingly urge the conservative rabble to stand down on an issue. They'll make expert-sounding claims about judicial survivability, legislative processes, and other governing complexities to inspire cowardice or sow confusion. All too often, activists get suckered in. No one wants to lose, so we censor ourselves and our activism. We let good public policy be sacrificed on the altar of legal reasonableness built by our opponents in service to a decidedly unholy God. The fear of losing can be paralyzing, but here's the good news. None of us are called to be successful. We're called to be faithful. You may not win every fight you enter, but you lose every fight from which you run. Fights are won only by those who are fighting. In pursuing good public policy, the fight is always worth it. The fight is all that matters. We can't be faithful to that fight when we allow our hands to be tied to our ankles. This ruling from the Fifth Circuit and its history should be a reminder to mock anyone who urges restraint in the face of a principled fight. Yes, there will always be reasonable men who consider it more important to be invited to haughty cocktail parties than to fight for what they allegedly believe. They should be called out and then ignored. There will always be people with pedigrees and experience who advise the grassroots to stand down from a fight today in exchange for the ill-defined promise of future success. They should be mocked and tossed aside. Rather than be shackled to the political expectations of the establishment cronies, grassroots activists should disrupt the status quo by forcing all three branches of government and culture at large into the fight for a better Texas. Whether it's banning gruesome procedures or eliminating burdensome taxes, the grassroots can have political agendas imposed upon them, or the grassroots can be the ones imposing the agenda. Cowardice is always a killer. Victory is found only in boldly fighting forward. I'm Michael Quinn Sullivan. Thanks for listening. Reflections on Life and Liberty podcast is one of several that's produced by Texas Scorecard. Frankly, most of them are better than mine. So visit texasscorecard.com to check them out or just look for them on your favorite podcasting platform.